This is Pastor Landon Davis. Thank you for joining me for our daily Bible study. We'll be reading Acts chapter 10 from the World English Bible. Now there was a certain man in Caesarea, Cornelius by name, a centurion of what was called the Italian Regiment, a devout man and one who feared God with all of his house, who gave gifts for the needy generously to the people and always prayed to God. At about the ninth hour of the day, he clearly saw in a vision an angel of God coming to him and saying to him, Cornelius, he fasting his eyes on him and being frightened said, What is it, Lord? He said to him, Your prayers and your gifts to the needy have gone up for a memorial before God. Now send men to Joppa and get Simon, who is also called Peter. He is staying with a tanner named Simon, whose house is by the seaside. This one will tell you what it is necessary for you to do. So we were introduced to Cornelius. He's a good man, at least by man's standards, but he was not a saved man. None are truly righteous until they've been forgiven and born again. So he's very devout. He fears God. He's led his family to do the same. He gave generously. He prayed always. And it wasn't that that was without value. He just wasn't saved yet. But an angel appeared to him and said, God has taken notice of the good that you're doing. Your works do have value. He's noticed your praying and your giving. And so Cornelius was instructed to send for Peter to hear what he must do to be saved. Verse 7, When the angel who spoke to him had departed, Cornelius called two of his household servants and a devout soldier of those who waited on him continually. Having explained everything to them, he sent them to Joppa. Now on the next day, as they were on their journey and got close to the city, Peter went up on the housetop to pray at about noon. He became hungry and desired to eat, but while they were preparing, he fell into a trance. He saw heaven open and a certain container descending to him like a great sheet let down by four corners on the earth, and which were all kinds of four-footed animals of the earth, wild animals, reptiles, and birds of the sky. A voice came to him, Rise, Peter, kill and eat. But Peter said, Not so, Lord, for I have never eaten anything that is common or unclean. A voice came to him again the second time, What God has cleansed you must not call unclean. This was done three times, and immediately the vessel was received up into heaven. Now while Peter was very perplexed in himself what the vision which he had seen might mean, behold, the men who were sent by Cornelius, having made inquiry for Simon's house, stood before the gate, and called and asked whether Simon, who was also called Peter, was lodging there. While Peter was pondering the vision, the Spirit said to him, Behold, three men seek you, but arise, get down and go with them, doubting nothing, for I have sent them." Peter went down to the men and said, Behold, I am he whom you seek. Why have you come? They said, Cornelius, a centurion, a righteous man, and one who fears God, and well spoken of by all the nation of the Jews, was directed by a holy angel to invite you to his house and to listen to what you say. So he called them in and provided a place to stay. On the next day, Peter arose and went out with them, and some of the brothers from Joppa accompanied him. Now, it's important to notice that not only was Cornelius a man of prayer, but Peter was also praying. And so the Lord is working through people that pray. Um, and it's a, a big thing that's being asked of Peter because Jews didn't go into the home of Gentiles. Especially they didn't eat with Gentiles because the food of Gentiles was unclean. And so God had to prepare Peter so that he would, his conscience wouldn't bother him and so that he could go and know that he was in the will of God. And so repeatedly he has to show um, Peter foods that Peter had all of his life heard were unclean. And God says, it's clean if I call it clean. And so 
Peter finally accepts the Lord's instructions, and then he left after giving lodging to the men that came for from Cornelius's house, he left with the servants and the soldier um, to meet with Cornelius. Verse 24 says, On the next day they entered into Caesarea. Cornelius was waiting for them, having called together his relatives and his near friends. When Peter entered, Cornelius met him, fell down at his feet, and worshipped him. But Peter raised him up, saying, Stand up, I myself am also a man. As he talked with him, he went in and found many gathered together. He said to them, You yourselves know how it is an unlawful thing for a man who is a Jew to join himself or come to one of another nation. But God has shown me that I shouldn't call any man unholy or unclean. Therefore I also came without complaint when I was sent for. I asked, therefore, why did you send for me? Cornelius said, Four days ago I was fasting until this hour, and at the ninth hour I prayed in my house, and behold, a man stood before me in bright clothing, and said, Cornelius, your prayer is heard, and your gifts to the needy are remembered in the sight of God. Send therefore to Joppa, and summon Simon, who is also called Peter. He is staying in the house of a tanner named Simon by the seaside. When he comes, he will speak to you. Therefore I sent to you at once, and it was good of you to come. Now therefore... We are all here present in the sight of God to hear all things that have been commanded you by God. So now we see that Cornelius was not only praying, but he was fasting. Uh, And so revelation will come when people seek to know truth. And so after telling Peter about the supernatural events that had transpired, Cornelius points out he's gathered all of his relatives and his friends. There's a large crowd there. And he says, we're all here to hear all things that have been commanded. And so remember now the angel said, send for Peter. He'll tell you what to do to be saved. So Cornelius is telling him, don't hold anything back. Just give us the truth. Verse 34, Peter opened his mouth and said, Truly I perceive that God doesn't show favoritism, but in every nation he who fears him and works righteousness is acceptable to him. The word which he sent to the children of Israel, preaching good news of peace by Jesus Christ, he is Lord of all. You yourselves know what happened, which was proclaimed throughout all Judea, beginning from Galilee after the baptism which John preached. Even Jesus of Nazareth, whom God anointed him with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. We are witnesses of everything he did, both in the country of the Jews and in Jerusalem, whom they killed, hanging him on a tree. God raised him up the third day and gave him to be revealed, not to all the people, but to witnesses who were chosen before by God, to us who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. He commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that this is he who is appointed by God as the judge of the living and the dead. All the prophets testify about him that through his name, everyone who believes in him will receive remission of sins. While Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit fell on all those who heard the word. They of the circumcision who believed were amazed as many as came with Peter because the gift of the Holy Spirit was also poured out on the Gentiles for they heard them speaking in other languages and magnifying God. Then Peter answered, Can anyone forbid these people from being baptized with water? They have received the Holy Spirit just like us. He commanded them to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Then they asked him to stay some days. So once again, we find this recurring theme or pattern of conversions in the New Testament. The foundational elements that we read to start our study of the book of Acts from Hebrews chapter 6. Peter preaches Christ 
and the gospel, the death, the burial, and the resurrection. And then he promised remission of sins through the name of Jesus. And as he was sharing these precious promises, the promise of the Holy Spirit came on them. And the Jews were amazed that the Gentiles received the Spirit, but they couldn't deny it because they heard them speaking in tongues. Remember, Peter had brought witnesses with him. And now this was the evidence, the same that they had received on the day of Pentecost. And so Peter declared that the Gentiles had received the Spirit, and quotation marks here, just like or in the same way that the Jews had. And so he commanded them to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. So there was still a command that they needed to be baptized for the remission of their sins. And so we see that they're preaching faith and repentance and resurrection with the gospel of Christ. And they're there for salvation. So again, the doctrine of eternal judgment. And now we find that they're also preaching water baptism after they had been baptized with the Spirit. So we see these various elements that were part of the normal Christian conversion. Let's pray together and ask that the Lord would pour out His Spirit uh, in our community and that all the hungry hearts, the sincere hearts, uh, that we could be led to them and God would use us to share His gospel. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus. I ask for a, a special anointing and unction that you would lead us and guide us. I pray for myself and everyone that's listening to this podcast that you would use us for your glory and for revival. We pray, Lord, that there wouldn't be any hungry hearts lost. We know that you don't show favoritism. Lead us to people who are seeking the truth. We pray it in Jesus' name. God bless you. Join us again tomorrow for another episode.